بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد my brothers and sisters we continue with the another story about this great sahabi of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam muad bin jabal radhiyallahu anhu as i mentioned before he was an ansari sahabi from the people of madina he was a young man he was a genius he was somebody who was extremely intelligent very learned uh, thanks to his great industrious uh, nature where he worked very hard very consistently and maximized the benefit of being in the company of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam loved him very much and he paid special attention to him uh, in his tarbiya rasulullah sallallahu alaihi sent muad bin jabal radhiyallahu anhu to yemen as the qadi as a judge and uh, obviously also to spread the message of islam now there were some muslims in yemen uh, and that's the reason why nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam sent muad bin jabal as a qadi uh, but yemen was a christian kingdom it was under the uh, thrall and influence of um, of persia but it was itself a christian land now put yourself in the situation and picture this scene muad ibn jabal radhiyallahu anhu has been nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has told him to leave for yemen muad ibn jabal radhiyallahu anhu is mounted on his horse uh, maybe he has a pack animal or something to carry his belongings Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is holding the bridle of Muad ibn Jabal radhiyallahu anhu whose horse and uh, walking along with him leading him out of Madina on the road to Yemen He asks him this question he says ya Muad how will you judge between the people because he is going there to be judge he is going there as a qadi so rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is asking him he says how will you judge between people muad bin jabal radhiyallahu anhu says ya rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam i will judge between people on the basis of the kitab of allah on the basis of the book of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alquran alkarim rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says he is pleased with that answer and then he is asking him a next question He says if you do not find in the Quran the answer to the problem that you are seeking so here is a issue where there is a judgment is required and there is no clear ayah in the Quran what will you do Muad bin Jabal radhiyallahu said ya rasulullah then i will look in your teachings in the teachings in the ahadith of the messenger of allah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam now on a side note this is one of the many 
incontrovertible pieces of evidence which show that the ahadith of rasulullah sallam the teachings of rasulullah sallam were preserved during his lifetime itself and people referred to them and they studied them and they decided things in their lives by them and they judged by them so those who claim today that the ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam were only collected 150 years after he passed away first of all they demonstrate their own ignorance and secondly they do a great disservice to all the great scholars of islam who preserved the teachings of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in a way that has quick that simply has no parallel in the history of in the literary history of the world that's a different subject we'll talk about that in more detail but just i wanted to put this as a as a reminder and as a flag so he said if i do not find a clear answer in the kitab of allah in the book of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then i will look in the teachings of the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said and if you do not even find a clear answer there meaning in the Quran or in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Muad bin Jabal ya Rasulullah then I will consult with uh, other scholars and we will come to a conclusion together Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said he was again pleased with this answer and then he said what if there is nobody there what if you are in a situation where you do not have access to any any other scholar you are alone and you still have to take a decision you still have to give a ruling muad bin jabal radhiyallahu said then i will use my own intelligence and my own understanding and give a ruling which is within the boundaries of the kitab of allah the book of allah and the teachings of the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam my brothers and sisters rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was very pleased with this answer this was almost like a viva like an oral exam before somebody is given a doctorate before somebody is given an ijaza somebody is given the permission to propagate to teach and that's exactly what was happening there Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was pleased with this answer. I remind myself and you that this answer is the basis of the usul of fiqh, the principles of of jurisprudence in Islam that we that our scholars they judge on the basis of the book of Allah and the teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam. and where answers are not in these two things as might happen in in, in new matters which emerge which would which did not exist in those times then they consult with each other they um, try to arrive at a consensus of scholars i'm not talking about people who um, who are not scholars you know somebody like me for example if i were to use my uh, so called knowledge or intelligence that i would be grossly uh, it would be grossly incorrect on my part to do that i'm talking about people who are scholars who are who are formally 
who have studied the deen formally systematically and who have the uh, who have the ability to understand and judge and who have been given the permission to do that by their teachers and this goes all the way up to rasulullah sallallahu so and that is called ijma it's called the collective decision making of the scholars it's called ijma and uh, this ijma must be the decision that the scholars arrive at must be within the purview of the kitab and the sunnah within the purview of what allah has permitted or prohibited and what rasulullah sallallahu has permitted or prohibited and then the last one which is to decide for a scholar again somebody of uh, that level and eminence uh, in terms of their learning in terms of their understanding to decide on a matter by themselves which is called khiyas or deductive reasoning uh, once again that khiyas has to be within the purview of the first two which is the kitab and sunnah just to give you an example for example if all the scholars in the world if all the muslim scholars in the world got together and collectively declared pork to be halal because today pigs are raised in very hygienic conditions pork would not become halal if all the collective all the scholars together collectively uh, declared interest based dealings to be halal for whatever reason interest based dealings will not become halal a person who deals in interest will still have accepted a declaration of war from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and so on for something which has been prohibited uh, or permitted in the quran and sunnah for example allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permitted uh, muslims men to have four up to four wives now all the scholars in the world cannot get together and prohibit that and say that a muslim is not permitted to marry more than once it's not a matter of personal likes and dislikes it's not a matter of whether you and i want to do it or don't want to do it we're talking about what the religion permits and what the religion prohibits and what allah has pro- permitted or prohibited what rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has permitted or prohibited cannot be changed by anybody in the world collectively or individually so these four principles of the uh, of of jurisprudence jurisprudence the kitab of allah the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ijma and khiyas this is what rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam spoke to muad bin jabal radhiyallahu and these are the answers that muad bin jabal radhiyallahu gave him and this is the basis of and the foundation of uh, islamic jurisprudence uh, throughout the ages more later inshallah just see this situation and see how beautiful was that time when rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam walked the earth and with him were his beautiful companions ridwanullah alayhim ajma'in may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with all of them and may allah make us among those who will be judged and listed as those who made their ittiba who emulated them bil ihsan uh, with excellence to the best of our ability when we meet allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ar-rahman ar-rahim